Our next retreat is finally here. It's called Adventures in Energetics, and it's happening November 8th to the 14th, 2024 in Boquete, Panama. This seven-day, six-night retreat in the beautiful cloud forest of Panama is going to be a unique experience. This program is a not-for-beginners retreat. And what I mean by that is you will actually have to fill out an application before you will be accepted to be able to register for the program because we are going to be doing more advanced level energetics and I need to make sure that everybody who comes is actually ready for the work. We will be doing a Kundalini awakening. We will be doing group visioning process called a spiritual canoe. We will be doing daily presence practices and working on expanding our energy. We will be doing daily rituals. This process will be related to specifically the people who are there because in addition to filling out the questionnaire about what your experience is, you're also gonna ask for what it is that you'd like to learn. So part of the curriculum for this is set and part of it will be designed around the desires of the participants. I only have 20 beds available for this retreat, so it will fill up quickly. So this is the time to register. Do not wait. To find out more, go to kellysparta.com forward slash retreat. I look forward to seeing you there. Another blood red sunset and yet another moon face and still another hundred miles to my next resting place. Driving down the road, eyes on the horizon, within my car I'm all Feeling good and feeling strong Knowing that this path I'm on brings me to myself I'm driving Hey now all, I'm Joey C. Welcome back to another episode of Spirit Sherpa. This is the show that helps and encourages you on your journey to unlock your magic mojo. With me as always is the Shama Mama, Kelly Sparta. Hey, Kelly. Hey, Joey. How's it going? It's going good. Everything's everything's happy? Everything's healthy? Sure. Why not? <laughs> Why not? The tree is still hanging out. I was just going to ask about the tree. And, you know, <laughs> I, I think we may just leave it there. <laughs> <laughs> Can you just cut off the part that's going to, like, kill your house? <laughs> well, it was never going to kill the house. It was just going to kill the fence. So, okay. you know, the fence is the fence. Okay. Yeah, that's fine. Fence is fine. Yeah. Yeah. Jeff can build another one. <laughs> we have bamboo sitting in the yard waiting for that anyway. Oh, bamboo so. fence. Those are nice. There you Those go. Those are very, very nice. We've been curing it all summer. No. Oh. Yeah. We're going to put up a bamboo fence and we're going to top and bottom it with, with uh, boards that we've done that are shishugi bond. So I'm, they're like burned. I'm sorry. What and is that? <laughs> so you take a flamethrower to them and they, they, they burn the outside edges and it cures the outside of the wood so that you never have to paint it. You never have to do anything to it. It's a Japanese style way of curing. Oh, kind of like us, kind of like the people who have been through challenged childhoods where we get, we get, you know, put through the flames and we, we cure and, you know, it's all the stuff I've been talking about in the Facebook group, you know, yeah, it's all that, that, you know, the, the, the things that happen in our childhoods and stretch our containers, but, you know, don't quite destroy us. That's very right? cool. And you've been putting a lot of content into the Spirit Trip of by Kelly Sparta Facebook group. 
I really have. Yeah. I really have. I've been doing a Facebook Live every week, and I've been doing some little things in, in and out in between. And we've got a lot of people joining the group. We're, we're, uh, we've almost doubled in size in the last month. Awesome. Well, if, you, yeah. if you're not in there, why don't you check it out? It's Spirit Trippa by Kelly Sparta in the Facebook. So what are we talking about today? Well, so this one is actually... Um, Somebody gave me this one. I'm trying to remember who. It was either Nicole or Chris, and, okay. I, and I can't remember which. So, guys, I'm sorry, okay. <laughs> but it was one of you uh, gave me this topic, and we finally got to it. So, <laughs> um, I've had so many people coming on the show in the last couple of months that we just we we haven't had a lot of time for me to do an episode. But um, we're going to talk about two souls, one body. That sounds really, really crowded. It is okay. How does that happen, Kelly? Or what is it? Let's talk about that first. What yeah. is what is it? So, you know, the there's there's several ways to to look at this and and there are things that I have I have seen personally versus things that I've heard of, right? Okay. So, I'm going to I'm going to delineate the two because I I can only talk in theory about the things that I've heard of because I haven't had a personal experience of them. So, the you know, one of the things that you hear about is the idea of a twin that dies in the womb. Okay. And, you know, they they share the body of the remaining twin. So that can happen. And that's when you get that, you know, good twin, bad twin sort of thing going on oftentimes within the energetic. The more common one that I have seen is where an alien comes in and cohabitates in a body or when an alien takes over a body from someone who's just departed it. And I've seen both of those scenarios in person. Okay. The one where the alien was cohabitating, the person had been in a really bad car accident and the alien offered to come in and provide structural support to help the person recover from the car accident. And, okay. And, you know, she was like 16 when this happened. Wow. But the agreement was, if you let me in to help you recover, then I get to stay with you for your whole life. And so I didn't speak to her until she was, uh, I would guess, in her 40s. And I looked at her and went, you're not alone in there, are you? And she was like, nope. She's like, you're one of the few people to actually notice that. She said, everybody notices there's something not quite right. They they don't say anything, but I can tell, but they don't know what it is. She's like, you're the only person who's looked at me and said, you're not alone. <laughs> and, she, and she told me the story. And I, I told her, I said, you do realize that that was an agreement you made prior to being of age. And it was an agreement made under duress. And you have the option to break it if you want because that was somebody taking advantage of you. <laughs> like, okay. That's not okay. And she said, yeah. She's like, that's, that's food for thought. I will think about it. And I haven't talked to her since, so I have no idea what choice she made. But, you know, that's, that's one way in which this sort of thing can happen. The other time I personally had the experience of it was when uh, a woman showed up at a networking event and she was a person of color in a room filled with mostly white women. And she came into the networking event. Well, there was a little bit of networking and then an education session and then breakout sessions, right? And in the education session, she was asking questions that were, they, they sounded like they were presented by an anthropologist. Okay. 
about understanding how the world worked in certain ways. And they were coming from a woman of color to the room of white women. They were in, in Cambridge, Massachusetts, which is, you know, very conscious and whatnot. They, they were very triggering questions for the room. And I could tell that she wasn't trying to be triggering. She was just asking questions. And I was like, hmm, right? <laughs> and, you know, there was, they, they tried to answer them and they tried to, to do it. And, 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 but the questions that were being asked were so strangely worded and, you know, really contextually challenging for, you know, a lot of different reasons. And, and um, I went up to her afterwards and I looked in her eyes and I'm like, oh, that explains it because she was an alien and she was alone as an alien in that body. And I, I just looked at her and I said, okay, I said, you're new to this body, aren't you? <laughs> and she, she looked at me and went, yes, is it obvious? And I'm like, it's very obvious. <laughs> She's like, oh, I'm like, yeah, yeah. I came to find you because you, you need to get some rules of the road. <laughs> I sat her down and I'm like, okay, where are you from? And she was like, Pleiades. <laughs> I'm like, okay, so let's have a conversation. I need to orient you because you are, you have chosen a, a particular body, which puts you in a particular context. And you need to understand what that context is. If you're going to interact in a way that is not going to get you whacked um, or, you know, not going to create problems or whatever. Right. They had no idea. <laughs> they had walked into anything, right? And you know, I was just trying to explain the the social context, and both both being a woman, which is one social context, and being a woman of color, which is another social context, and then the rules of of networking, which is another social context. <laughs> like, so, how did yeah. she end up alone in the body? I mean, was there? two souls in there at one point and then the, the original no, the person passed away and okay. she took over the body as the soul left okay so she she just took over it had been a homeless person mm -hmm. and she took over the body and just you know made her way through and she actually hadn't even signed up for the event she just saw it as she was walking by on the street and just walked in and okay. thought it was a good good way to you know find out some stuff yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know, it's just it's when you can when you have no point of reference for context. It's right. really, really, it, it's you just gotta wonder what we looked like when we first went to talk to some of the tribes in other parts of the world, and they must have had the same experience of us because it was just like, wow, okay, <laughs> you know. And I talked to her, and I, we we had these conversations, and. And she was like, well, what about this? And what about that? And what about the other thing? And I was like, okay. But she just didn't have a point of reference. Yep. Right. So, and I say she, because the body was she gendered, but the person in the body was very definitely male. Okay. So that was also its own thing. Okay. So those situations you talked about are two very different situations. One is very different. two souls in the one body. One is one soul leaving another soul entering and taking over a body without context or construct of who they were taking over right that's a lot to sort of process even for for those of us here in in spirit Sherpa land yeah th there's a lot there that's that's some new stuff so well and you know i mean if you think about it even when you're channeling you're doing two souls in one body okay right yep 
because you're allowing an entity to channel through you, right? Uh, possession is two souls in one body as well, right? Mm -hmm. Yep. So, and, you know, Kathy and I keep having this conversation of channeling versus possession. She, she, she does what I call translating and she calls it channeling. And I'm like, that's not channeling. <laughs> <laughs> and, and, uh, and she was like, oh, no, what you're doing is called, I call it possession. And I'm like, mm, it's not the same thing. Possession is, is without permission. Right. And channeling is with permission. Yep. And we talked about that in the channeling uh, episode that we did. Right. And, you know, if you haven't been listening to the whole podcast, this will be new because that was a very long it time ago. It was a really long time ago. <laughs> it really was. <laughs> <laughs> so the upshot is that when you're talking about two souls in one body, the challenge is that unless you fully integrate those two entities in one space, which, oh, there is a third instance, actually. Oh. I do have a third instance uh, where a snake spirit had cohabitated with someone as well. And in that case, if I remember correctly, because it was during a healing session, the spirit had been traveling with the familial line for generations. And that energy is what allowed the line to be magical. Hmm. So that was an agreement made by an ancestor to bring the spirit in to provide that magical spark. And the ancestor made the agreement with, in that case, again, an alien who had actually done sort of breeding of their familial line where they had, they had picked people to bring together to create this and then added the energy into it. So there was, there's, there, you know, you see it in a lot of different ways. Yeah. It's very interesting. I don't remember if we talked about this on the, the episode before, but another example was a healing session that we did 20 years ago where actually a demon showed up and offered to be bound into the person uh, I was doing the work on to teach her boundaries and to show her how to say no, because she, she didn't have a lot of strength in that. And uh, obviously I didn't make that choice, <laughs> <laughs> but um, you know, she, I, I provided her that option and she chose it. And so um, for a time she cohabitated with a demon in order to be able to learn to, you know, set boundaries and say no and tell people to, F off. Obviously, we put in a little ripcord to pull it back out when, when she was done with it. But that's a cohabitation as well. Hmm. And there's a lot of different reasons why people choose these things sometimes. You know, I know a guy who chose to have a, uh, a cadre of demons that he was part of, right? He was, okay. they were his circle. Yep. And so sometimes they'd be in him and sometimes they'd be around him. And you know, he and I always had to have a conversation before he came in the door. I'm like, everybody's got to stay at the door. <laughs> Nobody gets to come in. You know, I'm like, your choice, who you want to hang with, but they don't get to come in my house. And and he's like, yeah, okay. There's any number of things that can be done depending upon what your goals are. Now, let me say this. Yep. This is not a beginner thing. Yeah, it doesn't sound like it. <laughs> Does not sound like it. <laughs> This is not a beginner thing. I do not recommend it. But, uh, you know, there, there are reasons why it may be helpful in, in 
certain times and places. Um, if you think about it, Abraham Hicks yep. is a two bodies or two souls, one body yeah. scenario, right? Mm -hmm. Because they've been working together so long. The challenge, as with channeling, is if you're going to cohabitate with something, if it's never been embodied, you better make sure you're in charge of the body. Right. <laughs> <laughs> because otherwise it could starve you, it could dehydrate you, it could, you know, give you a bladder infection because it never goes to the bathroom. <laughs> it's just bad things happen when entities that don't know the body get into the body. Yeah. You, okay. they, you never sleep. You know, yeah, fun stuff. People think about this and they're like, ah, you know, they get freaked out. Well, yeah. What happens if it comes to me and That's, does it to me? Okay, I was just so going to ask I, that question. <laughs> I, I could hear it. I could feel it. So first thing I want to say is it is super important in the magical world to not be in your victim. That's that's like. Rule number one, do not be in your victim because whatever energy you're in is what you'll attract. And so if you are in your victim, you're much more likely to have these things happen. Right. Okay. And, you know, don't invite shit. <laughs> okay. If you worry about it, it's much more likely to happen. So stop the worrying. Right. <laughs> you know, these are, I've been in the spiritual community for 40 plus years. I have met three people right. for whom this has been the case and only two of them were in the spiritual community. So it is a rare instance because, you know, the average person knows 250 people, period. I know thousands of people because I've traveled all over the world and I am a super connector. So I meet everybody. I, I walk in someplace and I know everyone. You know, mm -hmm. And everyone knows me. So if I have not met more than three, this is really rare. Okay. <laughs> because I know thousands of people. So, you know, I wouldn't worry about it too much. I'm going to be on the Soul Sense podcast in the next few weeks. And we'll be talking in more depth about this concept on a different level. We're going to talk about two souls merging in a tantric union, and we're going to talk about merging with your higher self on that episode. So uh, if this topic is interesting to you, you may want to tune into that episode when it comes out in, in, on Soul Sense, and we'll, we'll reference it when we do it. In the nuance of, uh, to what you just said there was two souls merging in the tantric sense. You're talking two souls that are embodied in separate bodies yes. merge coming together in the tantric sense and then merging with your higher self is sort of connecting to um that upline of your yeah. your own soul yes yeah it's 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 bringing your awareness of the physical reality and your awareness of the spiritual world together yeah. and so we're gonna talk about that then and so if if you're interested in that we will put a a a link to it in the Facebook group. Mm -hmm. So in the spiritual report by Kelly's part of the Facebook group. So um, if you're not in the group and you're interested, please join the group. And then that way you'll, you'll hear about it as soon as it goes. I don't, yep. I don't know when it's going to air yet. So yep. see those yeah. sound to me like harmony where this sounds to me like chaos. <laughs> <laughs> well, but it's not necessarily, I mean, this, the, the snake, entity that was in the guy that i knew was actually in perfect harmony with him okay and the 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 alien that came into the woman who was 16 in the accident 
there was good harmony there. Okay. You know, um, it's not, it's not meant to be chaotic. Right. So I want to mention one more piece. So there was a time when I was in a restaurant and I looked across and there was a child of maybe 10 years old and with his parents. And, and we were in one of those restaurants that you sit at a U-shaped table and they, they prepare the food in the center. Yep. And the kid was having motor issues that were really subtle. But I was like, mm, that's a neurological issue. And it was so subtle that I was fairly certain the parents didn't even notice. And the only reason I would have noticed was because, you know, I went through nursing school with my mom. So I was trained to notice these things, right? I read Grey's Anatomy years ago. Yep. So I just checked in energetically. And as it turns out, there was an alien living, you know, sort of halfway in his head on a different dimension, right? Okay. And it wasn't trying to habitate his body. It wasn't trying to share it. It was just a comfortable place for it to stop in its journey. And so I talked to the alien. I was like, um, you're doing damage to this child. Do you know that? And it was like, no, I didn't know. I'm so sorry. That's, that's not what I intended. I'm, I'll, I'll leave right now. Mm -hmm. So, you know, I did all this over dinner. Right. <laughs> <laughs> just you know it's like the shaman's working on the other side of the room the family had no idea right yeah. <laughs> it's just you know i'm like mm, this is not working and it takes a village to raise a child and i'm gonna help this kid you know? <laughs> and i never told them they never knew you know and and i'm certain that the neurological issues cleared themselves up and you know it was the kid was in the wrong place at the at the right time for this person right <laughs> for this this entity that was hanging out there and so you know these things can happen and it's not, we think of them as nefarious, yeah. right? You know, you, you were saying chaotic and yeah. it's like, yeah, it's not, they're not evil. They're not trying to do you harm. I mean, possession is, you know, even possession is not always, the only thing we think of as possession is, you know, the exorcist. We think of that, but you know, that's not the case for, the vast majority of these sorts of things, you know, these are, are aliens versus, you know, demons. And these are spiritual entities that are, are trying to share a message. And even a possession by a ghost is not necessarily intended to be violent, although possession is violence, but it's intended to, they, they are just trying to get their point across so bad and yeah. you're available and they're just going to sit down at you and take, take over and talk because they can, right? Yeah. Uh, you know, Whoopi Goldberg style, right? right? But it's not meant to be an attack in most cases. Yeah. You know? And, and the, the chaos that I was speaking of wasn't necessarily about good and evil, by the way. It was about the fact that I've lived in small spaces with many people before. I can't imagine... <laughs> having more than one more than one the consciousness in in my head it's already bad enough with one so that that was my concern there that's hysterical so you mentioned this and i want to sort of call it out you said these are largely extraterrestrial in terms of the earth perspective yeah. the, the human terran perspective is that pretty much 
the lion's share of these. Now, you also talked about the cases where you had twins where one twin dies in the womb and the, the, the soul sort of the two souls live in the same bodies. But is it mostly cases where it's non-Terran souls that are sort in of my experience? Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. In my experience, that's the case. Um, it, it, I mean, you can have situations where people have vowed to never be apart again and they they incarnate together and things like that. But, but generally in my experience, I've seen far more in the way of alien stuff than I have anything else. So if somebody's out there listening to this episode and they're going, geez, you know, that sounds like me. And then the, the other soul in their head is going, no, it doesn't stop. Stop it. You're fine. Um, so if that, it's not schizophrenia, if, if, if they're saying, wow, I wonder, is there something mm-hmm. they can do? Who should they talk to? Um, you said you've walked up to people and you're like, oh, you're not alone in there. So should they call you? Well, they certainly could. Um, you know, they could set up a discovery call from my website. Yeah. Most of the time they know they're there. Okay. You know, I mean, the kid didn't know, but right. You know, the, that's because the, the alien wasn't actually even intended to stay, you know, yeah. they were just sort of comfy, Yeah. but you know, they were kidding. They were considering the kid a rest stop, you know, mm-hmm. it was, you know, they would have wandered off of their own accord eventually. Yeah. I mean, if, if it's something that you think you're dealing with, then yeah, you can, you can set up a discovery call for that or, you know, just send me an email and, uh, and a picture and okay. I can, tune in that way too that's that's the fastest way mm-hmm. yeah there's just there's a lot of different pieces of things that that show up in the spiritual world yeah and you know the more i sit with people i, I was talking to somebody today and i was talking about the level of of spiritual awakening that's happening right now yeah and just the sheer quantity of people who are going <laughs> I was living a perfectly normal life and now I'm having prophetic dreams and I'm seeing ghosts and I don't know what any of this stuff is. Help me. So if you're having that experience out there, you are not alone. Yes. This is happening to a lot of people. I'm getting a lot of these calls. So uh, I will mention that we did do an episode on spiritual awakening. And so you may want to check that out. And by all means, if you if you need some help in orienting, that's what discovery calls are for as well. And those are great times. You know, if you are going through this awakening point, these are great times to get into some of the programs that you have going on because they're going to help you sort of uh, navigate those somewhat confusing waters. Yeah, it's it's a combination of doing the the navigation of that and solidifying yourself. Right. Which which is required to navigate effectively. Yep, absolutely. Very cool. All right. So do you have anything that you want to sort of say as a as a wrap up for this? Just because you're of two minds doesn't mean you have two souls. <laughs> <laughs> That'll do it. <laughs> All right, folks, that is all that we have for this week. But be sure to join us next time as Kelly adds another chapter into your guide to energy, magic, and the spirit world. I'm Joey C. here with Kelly Sparta, and you have been listening to Spirit Sherpa. So long, everyone. Bye. And bye to you, too. Each mile I travel over 13,000 now, I leave behind a little 
Spirit Sherpa is the sole property of Kelly Sparta Enterprises and is distributed under Creative Commons BY-NC-ND 4.0 license. For more information about this licensing, please go to creativecommons.org. Any request for deviations to this licensing should be sent to K-E-L-L-E at K-E-L-L-E-S-P-A-R-T-A dot com. That's Kelly at kellysparta.com. To sign up or to get more information on the programs, offerings, and services referenced in this episode, please go to kellysparta.com. This episode of Spirit Sherpa has been produced by Honu Voice Productions. Are you waking up to the spiritual world and realizing that you have no idea what you're doing, but you feel like you kind of probably should, especially since you seem to be seeing things and feeling things and having things see you that maybe aren't so great and that you might want to actually control your experience of that. Well, I have great news for you because our Welcome to the Woo program does just that for you. It teaches you how to hold your energy field, manage your energy field, clear your energy field, protect your energy field, and learn how to protect your space. And you learn how to do basic divination and talk to your guides so that you feel like you actually have a clue and have a way to talk to the guides that will help you to figure everything else out. And it teaches you how to make sure that you feel mentally, emotionally, and energetically safe. That means that we also deal with things like fear and anxiety and worry and dread and self-doubt and inner and outer judgments. And we help you build a foundation of self-support and courage. All of these things together create a solid sense of safety in your own life. They will reduce your stress levels in half guaranteed. So visit the website at kellysparta.com and find out more about the Welcome to the Woo program. Your future awaits.